figure it out. If not, just make it the fucking title. Yeah, I know you, you in your fucking writing and you just like, you know, yeah, yeah, you're very thematic. That's one of the reasons why I love you. But sometimes just fucking put the title of the show. Come on, the pretty deadly doesn't one have to make awesome. any fucking like the pretty deadly one was good, but also we can't just name things after pretty deadly every show. No, no. I would not. love to do that. Well, that's how it makes it good, is essentially. All right. Show name has been determined. How about show theme starts playing? Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. of the hashtag Miranda show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster. And most importantly, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales here. Little bit of a delay because my screen was going off and off that you could see, but I could see it. Uh, but I am your host of the hashtag Miranda Show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And I'm being joined, of course, as always, by. The producer, of course, co-host, kingpin of the chairshot.com, the unstoppable one, the king of shit takes, the reverend Greg DeMarco. Enough is enough. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking window. I am going to play more sound bites today. So you don't have to talk as much. Uh, that's a, a very kind gesture. Um, Greg, I noticed I have a little bit of a, a raspiness in my voice, um, which is Dave, fine. We it's play me, Dave. For the pain, but it's also now an excuse for him to just press a lot of fucking buttons while I'm talking. <laughs> I don't want to do it while you're talking. It might happen while you're talking. Well, you don't want to while I'm talking. You just have to do it while I'm talking. Isn't that like a sign of addiction? Yes, and there's an intervention that we've been planning for years for you, but here, here we are. Here we still are avoiding either, the topic. Either it still hasn't happened, or it happened and didn't work. One of the two. Yeah, it's one of those two. Um, but hey, we will power through it because um, that's just what we fucking do here on the hashtag Miranda that's right. Show. 
that's what we do. So Greg and I were talking offline, kind of, you know, chatting about what we were going to talk about on this week's show. And uh, I mentioned last week we talked about the WWE draft that was announced. And, you know, we talked about every, everything related to the history, uh, especially the, the last draft that happened, our thoughts on it. Hell, even trying to get Greg to give me to help for Greg to help me give a shit about the draft. And my answer to that was kind of like, I couldn't. I could really put WWE in position to make you give a shit about the next draft. Mm-hmm. So, That's true. yeah, there you go. But interestingly enough, news came out uh, over the past week since then that AEW is also now considering a brand split. So, you know me, I, we have to talk about this because there's just so much to this conversation. Uh, and why the fuck not? If we're in draft season, let's make it about fucking draft. If we're talking about one draft, we're going to be talking about possibly. And let's think about this too. They haven't even talked about how you know they would you know essentially draft people. What that would look like. So would that be another draft? They'd have to do something different. But you we think. will get into that. We're going to bring. You would think they would know. just call it like draft but and guts. That's what. Like, like war games became blood and guts. Yeah, I don't they know. They would be drafted. But also, I mean, the Khan family, like, has a football team. They fucking know how to do drafts. Like, if anything, I would actually love if they, like, did a more realistic draft. Like, an NFL-style draft where they have, like, war room situations and calls and, right. you know, shit like that. Like, that to me they would actually did the be war fascinating. Once. They did the war rooms once. It didn't really work. The AEW could do the war rooms and could do all of it, especially for the first one, because right now no one is assigned to a specific brand. Yeah. Whereas in WWE, they kind of are, but no one remembers who's where. Um, There's a very interesting news bite today that this draft is kind of considered the true beginning of the Triple H era. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but it's it's so so AEW it, it would be like a true draft kind of like the first ever WWE draft because everybody's just out there and yeah. everybody's available for a draft um I don't have any more thoughts until after we actually start talking about the topic. Yeah, let's let's we're gonna fucking get into that. That's just a little bit of a teaser of what Yo, so many ideas and thoughts just hit as that soundbite played, but we're not, I'm not going to get into it. Before we get into it, though, Greg, I don't know if people know this, but you're also a wrestling promoter. Um, and if you don't know that by now, you sure as shit have not listened to the show ever or the Greg DeMarco show or just ever. Life in general. Any of us. Don't follow me on social media. Don't see anything. Don't any of it because yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to avoid. Is, yeah, it literally stares you right in the face. It's like a train. But the countdown, though, is almost finally over. IZW, Evil Lives Featuring Monster, is happening this Saturday, April 22nd, at the Grand Avenue Pizza Company in Glendale. I mean, months and months of preparation, of planning, of anticipation is leading to this and I, I know I ask you each and every week, but truly, this is, you know, our go-home show before yeah. Evil Lives featuring Monster. So tell me, how are you feeling going into Saturday? 
I'm feeling good. Obviously, this is prep week, as you were talking about off air. Like, I just finished up the first, the main draft. There'll be a few changes here and there, but of the format, yes, we use a format. It even looks pretty. Like, I've never seen a format. It's so as good, as you guys. It's my favorite format. And see, I, and, it's and you really know what? the best looking Miranda's format. Miranda's never told me that before. Here we are. Yeah. It's, year yeah. five. Miranda's oh, fuck yeah, it's my favorite format. It is the best looking format. It is the best looking. Some some places don't even have format. Like, like, I don't want the loyal listener out there to just assume that everyone has formats. Some people don't <laughs> have formats. That's, that's for damn sure. So, um, Nobody has formats. Nobody has formats. Some people do. Come on now. Some people do. Yes, you're right. Some people have formats. Um, I'm I sitting here about to start asking you, does so-and-so have a format? Does so-and-so have a format? Like, not on yeah, air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a good oh, on-air uh, conversation. Two people have formats. You and <laughs> say, one other. I know who the other one is because I've seen their format. So Yes, yeah. yes. At least format. stateside. There's another one out of state that I've worked for that has a format. Okay. And it's a Lucha show. I was going to say, is that one in California? Lucha. Yes. All right. Yes. Enough, Other enough than that, that, that's that's all. That's, that's it. it, huh? Well, yep. I am proud of our formats. And the format is essentially done. Timed out. Everything is, is there. Spoiler alert. This stuff is predetermined. Um, and, and, and scripted. Not scripted. Not, not scripted. Not scripted. It's not scripted, but, but it is. It is predetermined. Know, there's a direction involved in all of this. Um, so no, I'm very excited about that to have that done, to be ready. So doing the format does actually for this time, and I don't even know, bums me out a little bit because had there been the February event as planned, there were some elements that would then follow through to the April event. And, and those elements could not all take place. Some are able to be moved, some are not able to be moved. So that is a little bit of a bummer for me creatively. The creative side. So it's, it's, I'm fine with where we're at creatively. I'm actually very excited even about some recent changes. Um, cause, cause when you, when you do this and you do essentially almost everything, you have to worry about the business side. You have to worry about the creative side. And I feel really good about both right now. And I normally do, but business wise, the show is doing great. Ticket sales are phenomenal. Very excited about that. Um, we're at the Grand Avenue Pizza Company where we feel like, feels like we have unlimited space. So, you know, if we were at the Sun Studios right now, we'd be like, yeah, we're just about out of tickets. But we're not in that situation right now because of the, the amount of space that we have. And that's why we moved. Creatively, you know, we kept the major directions going. There had to be a few changes here and there, but I feel really good about everything. So I am very excited overall about what's to come, what's to come this Saturday night and beyond and and just very excited to see it all take place, all take shape, and yeah, it's gonna go down. And it's gonna be a great night. And if you're on the fence for some crazy reason, get off the fence. Um, yep. um, especially if it's one it's of those times as the they. I always like to say to shit or get off the pot. Yeah, I never. I mean, I do understand that one. I I don't think I've ever actually used that saying. I know you've used it. I've heard it plenty of times. I use it all the fucking in, in, in time. The, the five years that we've been doing this, not this podcast, but knowing each other, I've heard it. I can't even tell you how many times. You've heard me say it zero times because I've never said it. And, Correct. And yeah. I don't think so. I'm, I'm 
I probably that was have. my thing. It's my thing. Yeah, you so. invented that one. Yes, yes, you yes, did. yes. But yeah. you know, whatever analogy you want to use, you know, get off the right. fence, shit, or get off the pot. You know. Well, my thing is, if you're on the fence and it's one of those pointy fences, like you definitely want to get off because that shit would hurt. But seriously, if you're on the fence, just come, come on out. It's going to be a good time. It's it's pro wrestling. It's sports entertainment. We mix it all into one. Like I've said before, many shows are like something for any, like for one person and, and a very small group of people. Um, we literally have something for everybody. So if you come out, you're going to have a blast. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I put my, my, uh, my, my reputation on that, my name on that. When we took over and brought back IZW almost four years ago now, that was the thing. We were going to make sure that it was events that are worthy of the IZW name. And I am very excited about this one. The new talent, the returning talent, the directions we're going in, what we have coming up after. It's an IZW event, right? There are going to be things that you cannot miss about this event. And there are going to be things that are going to make the next event cannot miss for you as well. That's the the, the whole goal of what we do creatively and and this is that too and i'm gonna stop talking because i'm sure that uh that miranda has things to talk about involving this event yes of course uh greg can you confirm vip first and second row are sold out yeah they're gone they're all gone so if you wanted a vip ticket all i can say is is if you wanted a vip ticket like really really wanted a second row. For, front row, I can't. I, I just can't open up anymore. Second yeah, row, I might be able to swing something. So if you really desire, um, I already did swing some things in front. So that's why second is the only possibility. You can hit me up. You can hit up the IZW Facebook or Instagram or Twitter channels in, in the DMs. Um, however that may be, we'll talk about those here in a moment. But other than that, but yeah, if you try to buy them online or whatever, those, those are definitely going to show as being sold out. So you want to uh, grab your tickets and, and come on out. And if you really want that VIP access, uh, you're going to have to, to go through those channels and see if we can hook you up with something. Yes. And if you want to get your tickets for Evil Lives Featuring Monster, well, you can go to IZWWrestling.com or follow IZW on social media at IZWWrestlingAZ. Uh, there you'll find the links to the Eventbrite. Uh, not, I don't want to say forum because it's not a forum, but the Eventbrite uh, event link where you can purchase tickets. Um, and you can also get tickets in person at 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles in Phoenix. Uh, the address for them is on IZW social media posts. So um, if for any reason you can't get them online, you can visit 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles as well as pick up your very own IZW t-shirt at 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles. Uh, tickets from uh, Monster back in on February 25th, uh, those tickets are going to be honored for April 22nd. So if you have those, bring them with you this Saturday. And uh, for those with VIP tickets, well, the VIP doors open at 5 and VIP bell time is 5.30. General admission doors open at 6.15, and general admission bell time is at 6.45. So, again, this is your last opportunity. Make sure to get your tickets now. Uh, it is it is going to be an amazing show. Like Greg said, uh, there's going to be a lot 
with the Monster Rumble happening uh, for the 3D Sports Fighting Championship to the IZW uh, World Heavyweight Championship being on the line. The IZW uh, World uh, Women's Championship will be on the line as well. Um, tons of amazing talent that have already been announced. Make sure you're following IZW on social media at IZW Wrestling AZ for all of the talent and match announcements uh, and get prepared for Evil Lives featuring Monster. This will set the tone for the rest of the year for IZW and history will be made. And, we, you know, they always say about that, make him a big deal, but truly history is going to be made on this show um, with all of the matches yep. and really ev everything that's going to happen one way or another. Whoever wins or loses, it's still going to impact the course of history for IZW. Absolutely. Promise you. So. Look, you're getting to see one title change automatically. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. going to be a brand new 3D Sports Fighting Champion crowned with the winner of the Monster Rumble. So even though there's three other title matches, which is the most we've ever had, thanks to having the Wrestle Drag Championship on the line, you know for sure you are going to see a new champion crowned because the winner of the Monster Rumble will be crowned the 3D Sports Fighting Champion. So, plus so much more. New talent that's never been there before. Returning talent, so much. And, and you know, World Heavyweight Championship match. Two years in the making. Like, it's... Yeah. It's a big fucking deal. And and you want to be there. We want you to be there. It's going to be a blast. So come on out and have a good time. Eat, drink, be merry, watch wrestling. It's all going to happen this Saturday night. Oh, go ahead and get your tickets for IZW Evil Lives featuring Monster. Again, IZW Wrestling AZ on social media, IZWWrestling.com for tickets. And you can also pick them up in person at 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles in Phoenix. Now, this is usually the part where I start talking about, uh, you know, something to to buy to, to look snazzy for uh, Monster Lives. Now... I am not sure about, uh, you know, shipping, but, you know, still, everything that I'm going to say coming up to this is things you should get, not only for Evil Lives featuring Monster, but in general. But I've well, already I, I revealed will, I do want to throw in there, Greg. just because, if they want to, you mentioned 3D Sports earlier. You can buy an ISEW t-shirt or mm -hmm. a t-shirt for the Monster Rumble at 3D Sports. You can also find it um, through our website and, and you can get a ticket uh, or you can get a t-shirt. You could buy it there. You could pick it up at 3D Sports. They'll hold it for you and you could pick it up at the event. There'll be a for sale at the event as well. This is the first time we've ever had ISEW mm -hmm. merchandise available at one of our events. So... Yeah, you can get things shipped to you, and they probably wouldn't arrive by Saturday, but we have them there for the first time ever. 20 bucks live and in person, IZW merchandise, and I am very excited about that. So grab a shirt. Which is a, yeah, very awesome deal, um, and definitely would recommend that you purchase one um, at 3D Sports or um, at the actual event. But, Greg, you just know what time it is. I'm still going to fucking do it. So go ahead and wind it up. It's time! Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and get your very own Impact Zone Wrestling IZW and 
chair shot t-shirt today. Yes, when you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a ton of t-shirt designs in support of Impact Zone Wrestling and TheChairShot.com, which include the IZW Pride t-shirt available in both black and white, as well as the IZW new logo, the IZW Arizona's Best logo in white and in gold, the IZW Japanese design, and the NWA design, as well as the IZW World Order t-shirt, which looks real, real fresh, all there starting at $20.99. And while you're at it, you can pick up your very own Chair Shot t-shirt like the ChairShot 316 shirt, multiple always use your head shirts and the OG ChairShot logo, as well as the Baron Corbin Sucks t-shirt, because he still does. And of course, the Everybody Hates Greg shirt and the Queen of Soft Style shirt, all available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot. T-shirts start off at $20.99, but if you want to spend a few extra dollars, you can customize and get any t-shirt in Soft Style. So, what are you waiting for? Go ahead, support Impact Zone Wrestling, support thechairshot.com by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, so we already gave you a little bit of a teaser uh, of what we're going to be talking about tonight. And that is the stories that have been circulating um around over the past few days really but really the past week that AEW is allegedly looking into their own brand split um this stems off of the idea that AEW will be adding another weekly episodic television show this time on Saturday nights 
And then this show would become uh, another, pretty much the second landing place for talent. And that AEW would have first originally reported a soft brand split, as you cannot see the quotations in my hands. And now the reports have changed where it's going to be more of a hard brand split, where you'll have some talent um, exclusive to Dynamite and then some talent um, exclusive to the Saturday show, which right now has been labeled Collision. Um, not sure if that is going to be the official title or anything, but that's at least the title that's been um, reported. Which this comes to, uh, you know, kind of a, a shock to fans that they would have another television show. You already have Wednesday Dynamite, Friday Rampage, and then a possible Saturday show, as well as Dark and Dark Elevation that's, you know, available online. On top of Ring of Honor um, that's available on top of, you know, still not wrestling, but it is a AEW product, All Access, which airs after um uh, Dynamite. So a lot of AEW weekly content available um, already out, adding that more. Before we get into kind of the, the nitty gritty of this story, Greg, I want to get your thoughts on, before we even get into the idea of the brand split, just the addition of another weekly wrestling show. So for all the people who were saying it's another show and they start listing Dynamite, Rampage, Ring of Honor. So you're Dark, calling me out. So essentially you're no, telling me everything no. that I just did was wrong. No, well, you're just giving the general consensus, not necessarily. Of course, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just painting the fucking picture. Yes, yes. I'm aware of that. I'm Again, this is a conversation for everyone else, not just for you. I... None of y'all watch half of those shows anyway. Like the people True. who are complaining I none of that. about those shows, like I haven't watched Rampage since the one that we were there for the recording of. So True. fact, I have not. I actually watched Dynamite. Now that I have stolen my parents' uh, cable, um, I watched Dynamite. But before then, I did not. So you stole your parents' cable? Not stole my cable. Their cable. I mean, that's a very general. Yeah, because like that's a, that's it's not like you can run a cable from their house to yours. It's a little far. Which would be sick. No, I have access to their Direct TV, um, like, and they have it live, and so essentially right. I can stream um, certain channels from their Direct TV. So it's like a Netflix-ish type of thing, yeah. but it's live. The point is, I now have access to cable channels, and I now have access to bra and uh um and uh dynamite and rampage I, but i only watch dynamite i think i can give you my youtube tv login like i'm allowed to have up what to six and did i think you I do that before it's look look you know what question my friendship i don't care i never thought about it till now um well i don't need it now because i have my parents because they have to support me and for the rest of their life you know, till forever. Isn't that what parents are supposed to do? Well, maybe this is better. I don't know. You would have your own DVR. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, all that notwithstanding. Um, so, with those shows. So, so, really, at most people are watching Dynamite and, and Rampage. And technically, Ring of Honor is separate. Now, Ring of Honor is really just like Elevation with some titles. Um, and, and so it's really hard to, to say that's anything different, but yes, on the surface, it looks like they already have five shows, not counting all access. Why do we need show number six? Now I will say this, 
If WWE were about to get another show, most people would not be screaming, well, would not be counting main event in the number of shows that they have in that argument. And and main event is a session is essentially dark and, and elevation and all of that. To me, they have two shows that are truly AEW content that's cranked out to actually matter. And and that's dynamite and rampage. So maybe one and a half, right. shows, but they have two shows. Yeah. So they'd be getting a third. Do they need a third show? No. Do they have the creative capacity to even put on an effective and entertaining third show? They don't even have it for an entertaining and, and, and meaningful second show. But none of that really matters. If Warner Brothers Discovery is willing to pay for a third show, it's why Raw is three hours long. It's because USA Network wants it to be three hours long. If Warner Brothers Discovery wants you to put on a show on Saturday, you put on a show on Saturday. That's yeah, just how that yes, goes. Yes, sir. You want exactly. another? Because if you don't give them the content, they'll go somewhere else. And yeah. can it water things down? Sure it can. Do they care about that? They don't because Dynamite is a top five show every week. If not top five, top ten. But t- typically top five show every week. For a while there, it was number one outside of live sports. Now there are like two original shows that, that are beating it out currently. So it's still like number three on, on most weeks when you, when you take out live sports. It's probably rated higher than almost anything else on TBS right now. So for those of us out there that love to point out they're only bringing 800,000 viewers, they're only doing this, they're only doing that, that's a highly successful television program. And and I love to shit on AEW, and, and you can count me in that club, but their show, that program, Dynamite, is successful. It will get renewed for at least the same amount of money it makes right now, if not more, as long as it, it continues to be a top five show. The viewership doesn't matter. It's really the ranking that matters. Just like Raw is not competing with Raw in 1998, it's competing with the other shows on cable on Monday night. Whether it's cable you pay for, whether it's cable that Miranda steals, it's cable and, and it counts. So I, so if you're watching Dynamite, are you really watching Dynamite or are your parents watching Dynamite? Who does TBS think is watching Dynamite? This is what I really want to know. Um, um. I could, that's a good question. That's a good, well, that's a good name for the show. Under, that's a good yeah. name for the show. Who does TBS think is watching Dynamite? People would be yeah. like, what is that? And then they would listen and realize what, what we're talking about. What do they about. mean? Yeah. I mean, it's under my dad's account, but, um, you know. So then you might uh, not be falling within the demographic. <laughs> Just saying. Um, that's true. You like, might not uh, fall you know. within the 18 to 49 demographic for that reason. So you no, may not count no. for the But what, that's fine. Then that's another one for, you know. But the, the 60 plus demographic. There you go. But I guess the, the whole point is that from a creative standpoint, we just talked about before, I literally, when we were talking about IZW, I split it up into two parts, right? Business and creative. It's the same thing. A lot of people call it cash and creative. From a creative standpoint, show number three does not make sense. From a business standpoint, when I say show number three, I mean show on cable television. From a business standpoint, it makes sense if someone is willing to pay you for it. That's all that matters. Creatively, you just have to figure it out. And it probably won't be as good as it could be, given the talent that they have, because of, of the challenges that they've put themselves in creatively. It is what it is. But from a business standpoint, you can't turn that away. If someone came to me, because I don't want to run IZW events every month. I don't want to do that. I, mm-hmm. I have a life. And, and what I go through on event week, although it's gotten a little bit better, it's not so bad this time, but... What, what it goes through and then the toll it takes on you physically, mentally, emotionally, hell, even spiritually, all of it, right? It's a lot. And yeah. 
I don't want to do it every single month. But if someone came to me and said, we're going to pay for you to do this every month, guess what? We're doing it every month. So that's what would happen because it's business and you have to make good business decisions because if it's every month or it's nothing, then we're going to do it every month. It's the same thing with, with dynamite, right? From a business standpoint, business is always going to win out in the end because these things are a business. Businesses take money to run. Wrestling events take money to run. It's a business and business is going to triumph in the end. And that's just the way it is. So while most of our conversation is going to hinge around creative, the whole reason this happens is because of business. I doubt Tony Khan went to yeah. them and said, please let us do this. Maybe he did. And if so, he's dumber than he looks. But he looks pretty dumb. But either way, from a business standpoint, probably going to happen. So let's talk about the other side of this um, proposed idea or story that's circulating. Because the, another component of this other show happening um, is that they would essentially have a brand split. That they would split their talent into two shows Wednesday Dynamite and the Saturday show and a lot of that is hinged on the discussions that have been going on about CM Punk returning to AEW um, and he's been with AEW contractually you know he hasn't been fired or let go um, so he's still been with them but not on television and so the idea would be that uh, you know based off of trying to still have him in the company but not near you know, specific people um, being able to have two shows where you would have one show with CM Punk and certain talent, another show with other talents, specifically, you know, people who have been named um, as part of, you know, prospects or, or individuals who would be kind of the, the pillars of the other show, um, whether that's Dynamite or this other show, but just, you know, who would be on the other side of that brand split would be the Young Bucks. And so that's another element to this that's interesting to me that, um, like you said, Greg, whether this was something that AEW came to TBS on or TBS came to them and said, hey, we want more content, go ahead and do this, that this would be an opportunity for them to do a brand split. Um, what what are your thoughts on on that, you know, whether it's, Truly a creative decision or also one born out of necessity to be able to have your entire roster um, be able to perform on a weekly basis. I think it's the latter. I think it is born out of necessity, which shows a true lack of leadership in the organization and a bunch of crybabies on both sides of the organization. Um, because people are like, well, I don't want to work with this person. I don't want to work with that. Could you imagine doing that in WWE? Like that would never mm -hmm. fucking fly. Never that would never happen. go anywhere. I don't even put up with it on my own. Like, it's just silly. And it, what's really weird is that everybody is citing this Saturday show as the need for a soft roster split or a brand split. Isn't it? You haven't even mentioned Rampage. Like, it still exists. It's still on Fridays. Is it a Dynamite show? Is it a, is it a, is it a collision show? These are some yeah. of the most generic wrestling show names ever, by the way. Um... It's like they're gonna are they gonna make the logos in word art? Like it's just these these names sound good. <laughs> um it, it's it's just it just befuddles me. 
but it seems like it's based out of necessity and it's, it's all revolves around CM Punk, right? Who's willing to work with CM Punk and who's not willing to work with CM Punk. And here's the funny part about that. Whatever our opinion is on a draft, which we'll talk about whatever our opinion is on a roster split, whatever our opinion is on AEW, when we watch the shows or we read about the shows or we see who's on each quote-unquote roster, we will know who likes CM Punk and who doesn't. Like, that's, that's the best thing. I've long said you can find out what wrestlers talk to wrestling websites by what wrestling websites get to interview what wrestlers. Like, you can mm-hmm. figure these things out very, very easily. And, and when, when members of the AEW roster who do interviews with these wrestling websites, look at who they're interviewing with and you can figure out who their sources are. But in this one, it's basically like if you're on the show with CM Punk, then you either don't like you, you, you picked him over the young books or you're just, you don't care. And you had to be put to one or the other. Yeah, And I, I think there's a good amount who are just like, yo, I just want to be on TV, you know, like they, They'll go wherever they are yes. there. And I honestly think the majority of people are going to be in that boat. They're going to be fine with whatever show they at least land. Half. I do. I would say at least. Yeah. Half. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know the, the pure logistics of, of everything, you know, and, and whether it's the situation previously, currently, all of that. But I, I do think that there's a good amount of the current roster who would just be, you know, fine with whatever show they, they get, you know, if, if there was a brand split to be on. Um, of course, there's going to be some people where you're right, there's going to be heavy speculation of you're on one show or the other. You know, does that mean you could put up with with CM Punk um, or, you know, you you like him or you know again i don't know if it's a hard you know i i chose this person over this person i think it's you know yeah i, I don't mind working there i don't mind you know working fridays i think another you know again, interesting element of it too though is that um if you do have a saturday show you know how that's going to impact independent bookings you know um that's going to be a, a unique aspect because AEW talent do have the ability to go to you know and work on independent shows if you are part of the saturday show you know that means you won't have less opportunity to you know work on the independent circuit and maybe that cuts into you know your profit margin maybe that's it for some people going to be a bad thing so it may not be just you know who am i working with is what am i going to make more money doing you know working on on an ew saturday show or working on an independent show um you know, it, that's a, it's a interesting flip side to that. So maybe more established people who don't necessarily work on the independents as much would be more open um, to do a Saturday, um, you know, show compared to Wednesday or Friday. That's very interesting because, and you know this better than, than some for reasons that I won't disclose on air, but AEW's tra- everyone ta- touts AEW's travel schedules being so much better for talent. Their travel schedule actually sucks, but no one talks about yeah. it. Like yeah, for Dynamite, rough. they typically fly in on Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. And they don't leave and they don't fly back out until Thursday for, for Dynamite. Like they don't do this. It's not, whereas like Raw, you typically don't get in until Monday. So yeah. it, the travel schedule is actually a lot better in WWE. And if they're filming Rampage, now you're on the road from Tuesday to a Saturday. And if they have a pay-per-view, your tip, you might be on the road from Wednesday, from Tuesday to th- the following Thursday. 
in mm-hmm. the way that they the way that they do it, and they keep people on the road. So people think that this travel schedule is great, and it's come up in the current Will Osprey debate arguments that everybody's having, but it's not that great. But right now, they tend to film Dynamite and and Rampage on the same night together. Yeah, you can't do that if you do this Saturday show. You're probably going to do you're probably going to film it on Friday with Rampage and then Collision right after while you're doing dynamite and dark elevation on Wednesday. And then you've got this down day on Thursday in between. It's really going to suck for some people in the crew and all of that. So from a logistical travel standpoint too, and then if you factor in pay-per-views, it's really going to suck. But going back to the independent wrestler argument, because of that reason, that's why I brought it up. If you're on the Saturday show, that basically takes out the possibility of a Friday booking, a Saturday booking, Mm -hmm. and then maybe you could get somewhere in time on a Sunday. If you are a, a, a date-to-date wrestler for AEW, yeah, that's going to cut in because you can make your AEW money on Wednesday and make your indie money over the weekend. Um, so that would really suck for for those talents. And, and and if I mean, some talents in AEW have already said, "Don't book me on house shows." Like they've literally come out and yeah. said, "Like Sammy Guevara is like, I have no interest in working." I think they've only had one or two house shows, but I have no interest interest in working these house shows because they're not getting paid extra for doing them. But yeah, people criticize WWE for their, their contracts. Um, so it's, it's yeah, it's a very interesting what it means for people financially. And will those fans let it go because it's AEW where they would chastise WWE for it? Yes, they will. But really, it'll be, it could, it could be a bad thing. Um, so that's a very interesting point that you make because that is a very real aspect of some people's career in AEW is that they only make so much and they make more in the indies. So... Could that be a factor? And if so, would that actually strengthen the Saturday show and their roster because of it's, it's going to have more of the established talent and less of the indie talent because the indie talent needs to work indies over the weekend. So I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a deep question. Yeah, because I'm a deep fucking thinker. That's why. See, so um, stupid it's smart. See, you got there. Yes. Yep, we got there. We got there. Um. So... We're going to take a, a quick break. When we get back, we're going to, we're going to, you know, do a little draft. We're going to talk more about the actual draft portion. We're going to share our thoughts, our ideas of what that would look like. How we may even uh, start to uh, do some fantasy drafting. Who fucking knows? I don't know what we'll do in the next uh, 30 seconds, but make sure you come back. Stay tuned. And uh, Greg, let's go ahead and pay some bills. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. All right. Now we are back with the second half of the show. We just started to uh, chat a little bit about uh, AEW's proposed uh, additional show happening on Saturdays and the story speculation going around of that being a brand split for the company essentially one show featuring CM Punk one show featuring other people um, maybe the Young Bucks you know other people who may be beefing with uh, CM Punk and that's a whole other thing too is that that story seems to be changing constantly about who's beefing with CM Punk punk and who isn't that a lot of it was like elite center but then recently he's like no kenny omega's cool but the young bucks are more strict or like 
Um, you know, Hangman Page is pretty cool. Um, and like one of the young I stuff, feel like, like it's just I feel like it's Omega in the Bucks. I, I don't think Kenny Omega is really cool with it. FTR is taking Punk side in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're really cool with the Bucks anyway. Um, so I do think that's some of it. Yeah, Hangman Page, like he, he was, yeah, some of those people who weren't a part of it, all of that. Jericho is interesting because Jericho has echoed some of the childish complaints and is reportedly going to be working a program with CM Punk when he gets back. But Jericho can work with anybody, and I'm sure Jericho is not going to be one who's, you know, if Jericho were unwilling to work with on one brand over the other because of who's there, I would be shocked. Like, that doesn't seem like a Chris Jericho thing to me. Jericho stepping up and doing a program with CM Punk feels like him being like, look, if I can do it, all oh, your little child is asking. Yeah, I, I, think it, I think it's more like, okay, let's capitalize on this attention. Right. Let's, like, you know, draw in and, and really make the story out of this. Like, he does he'll say understand. It. Like, he'll say the names yeah. in promos. He'll do whatever. Like, Sting dropped Cody's name in a promo last week, which I thought was hilarious. And then did the whole, I just said Cody thing, which I also thought was funny. Um, but I, Jericho would not hesitate to, to, to get into that issue, even if he's not supposed to. So, you know, it, it's fascinating. And, it, and it's an interesting way. Again, we don't know, you know, what is truly the driver out of this. If that an idea of a split was going to happen or if it's truly more, you know, we want to keep CM Punk for as long as this contract is going to go. How are we going to do that if he doesn't, you know, or if both sides don't want to work with each other? Hell, let's just have a, a whole other show where they don't have to, to work with each other. Interesting way to develop it. So since talking about the sides, you know, hypothetically, we have two shows, you know, where would you put some people within the AEW roster? You know, if we're going to just start doing some fantasy picking, you know, um, you know, possibly Chris Jericho and CM Punk on one show. You have, uh, you know, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega on another show. Um, where are, you know, certain people within AEW? Do you have a strong inclination, you know, or who would they even pair well with? Right. You know, they talk about, you know, cheese and wine, uh, you know, wine analogy in general of, you know, what pairs well with what. Is there anyone in the AEW roster you specifically think would pair well with, you know, one group or one wrestler or even one show or the other? It's interesting because say you put Punk on Saturday, right? Just just go with the going narrative and and you put FTR there with him. So and and then you've got the Elite on Wednesday. You've already sort of established that Saturday is like the um more traditionalist, more mm-hmm you know, man up and, and that kind of crowd. Whereas Wednesday is the more we're millennials. We complain more. People have to acquiesce for us. Very different. Well, and you bring up a, of, of what we were talking about too. Just like if, you know, um, if, if Saturday is the more established wrestler show that, you know, the, these in, people who take maybe more indie bookings during the weekends, you right. know, would be more gravitated towards Wednesday. And then you have maybe people who aren't on the indie scene um, on the Saturday show. So you're already kind of also that. But that's is, like the undercard, though. Like that's. No, but still, but I think in general, like more right. thematic or just more of a vibe, like the way that you're describing millennial True. versus, you know, 
that yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a vibe, as the kids say. You know, like Matt Hardy, right? Matt Hardy would be better suited to the Saturday show because he's not taking mm-hmm. any of those other bookings. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's you know, I don't even know. Like, are, are a lot of them really working the indies anyway? Like, how many of them are truly working the indies? I don't even know how, how many of them are actually truly working the indies versus how many of well, them that is aren't a, Well, you do make the point but more of like the undercard of AEW. You know, people who may be used more on... Like, is Big know, Bill working the indies? Like, I don't even know if Big Bill is still I working indies. I don't think so. But I is mean, Lee possibly. Moriarty working indies? Like, um, you know, as I think about the fact, yeah. like... Ethan Page, I don't think he works any more indies right now. Um... Maybe the occasional indie spot. Like John Moxley's kind of stopped doing that since he resigned mm-hmm. his new deal. Because um, that's the, I don't know where you put the Black Bull Combat Club. That's the one I wondered the most about. That's a very interesting because I could see Shades of both. You know, I could see them being a good fit on really either, either show. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and and maybe they're your bloodline, right? Maybe they work both shows. I don't know. Um, maybe that's where if the soft split. If anyone would do, it would be. It would be maybe that's that's where that the soft phone. split versus hard split comes in. Like you have your yeah. your people who are only going to work Saturday, your people who are only going to work Wednesday. So you got your punk and FTR, right? They're only going to work Saturday. You got your elite. They're only going to work Wednesday, and mm-hmm. then you got your Jericho who might be willing to work both. Let's just say he only works Saturday and Hangman Page, he only works Wednesday. And then we got the Blackpool Combat Club and you got those four guys who are upper echelon main event level talent. Maybe they're going to do both. Maybe you throw Sting and Darby Allen on, on, on Wednesday and you got a Ricky Starks on, on, cause remember he's still there. Um, yes. I don't know if AW remembers, but he's still there. He's feuding with, with Juice Robinson. Yay. Um, he's now on Saturday <laughs> And oh, okay, how so, the so mighty have fallen from such know, a, right? a big win over Jericho to fucking. So then it's fuck. then it's um you know then then it's then then you got Juice Robinson and Jay White they're on Saturday, and and so they're not even with their Bullet Club people, but it's not really Bullet Club according to the actual Bullet Club anyway. Bullet Club Gold is, isn't even supposed to be a thing. Who knows? Here's my problem, Miranda. I have a big problem with everything we've just talked. Oh, about. so now this is where you present the problem. I have a bit, well, it's a problem that I have, we haven't even brought up. We didn't bring it up off air. I'm not bringing it up now. No one has asked the question, what do you do with MJF? What do you do with Jamie Hayter? What do you do with Jade Cargill? What do you do with Powerhouse Hobbs? What do you do with Orange Cassidy? What do you do with your champions? FTR is your tag champions. We figured they're going where Punk goes. Do these shows get their own champions? Are champions floating? Is that what's soft about it? And, and champions are going to spend a few number of weeks on one show, and then after a pay-per-view, maybe they migrate over to the other one. Like, are we creating even more titles in AEW? Like, oh, are, are, we, are we rebranding them again? Like, I mean, you have certain things that could be more brand exclusive. So you have the TNT Championship and the uh, International uh, championship, you know, those seem like your two mid cards. So if you were to split those, you could. You have the CBS championship and the women's championship. You could split those. Um, you only have one set of, of tag champions. You have only one, you know, world championship. So those I could imagine being. But floating. you got the trios. Also, so maybe you could put tag. You also have the trios. Brand, trios so maybe the, the trios on one tag on the other. So you know, there is enough championships where you could 
you know, do again somewhat of a split where they can be more. Uh, exclusive to one show and or the other. They typically split them up between the brands anyway, between the shows anyway mm-hmm. now with Dynamite and Rampage. They just don't live on one versus the other. Correct, yes. And I can imagine it being more of a soft split, but fuck, you make a good point. Would they just create more championships just to try and even, even out? Now, I do feel like the world championship could stand on its own and that is more of a floating role because that true is like more of your company figurehead so to have them on both shows i think is going to be important but for the rest of the titles because there's a bit more kind of an equivalency to each i think these those you can make an argument for being more you know featured um, on shows still doesn't mean that they couldn't be defended elsewhere, but I could see them more heavily featured or those storylines be more central and focused, which could also be a good way for them to hone in on stories. I think that's a an issue in general is that their stories all over the place or it's very much, you know, re- repetitive. And so having more of a contained space for it where you just have your time to, to hit on you know the points of the of the story in that finite show could be helpful for it. You know sometimes putting a little bit more restraint or more kind of borders within a within a storyline could actually help tell a better story than have it all over the place. Friday night's interesting because Friday night can kind of be like your overflow. Here's my thinking that that I want to get into this this line of questioning because we're making some assumptions based on on the internet wrestling news reporting, which is largely not really that great anyway. I would say no offense, but eh, it could be offense. But my thing is, A, first of all, do you even really need to have a draft or can you just start putting people on one show versus another? Like, if you're trying to not be WWE, do you even really have a draft or you just go, right? You You just... do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Just go straight to collision. Like, who knows? And then if that's the case, do we even, is that what a soft brand split really meant? Where it's like, okay, this week, CM Punk and FTR are going to be on collision and the Elite are going to be on Dynamite. Next week, CM Punk and FTR are going to be on Dynamite and the Elite are going to be on collision. Like, mm. are you even just, is your third show just more of the same? And you're just splitting people up like you already do with Dynamite and Rampage. Like, are we reading too much into this where you're going to see MJF on one of the three shows? You're going to see CM Punk on one of the three shows. And you're spreading out your talent so that people have a reason to watch all the different shows. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Rampage because not much happens on Rampage anymore. But you you could bounce people around there. Like Orange Cassidy might defend on one show one week, one show another. And then God, if they have Battle of the Belt still, that would be even more horrible. But it's, oh I know, right? Forgot about that one till just now. Maybe it's not really a, a split per se. You're just splitting them up each week where you just line up your talent each week. And these are going to be on this one. These are going to be on this one. And you go like, we could be reading too much into it. I don't know. And I think that's, it's, I think it's a really good point because you're right. Um, you know, I think the idea of a of a split is because, well, you know, when you're the number two wrestling company out there and WWE's already done something like this, it's very normal, you know, you just by association, you think, oh, you're going to do a split like WWE, when in reality, it's, it very much could be just, here's an additional, you know, time frame on television 
and we will just now have another show to be able to move people around so that certain people don't have to be on the same show at the same time. Um, but again, you already kind of have some of that with with Rampage as an as an option. But as we've kind of talked from the beginning, this may not this may be just something, you know, the network has come up and said, give us another show. Um, and, you know, yes, sir, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll give you another show or, or yes, you know, you pay for it. We'll give you uh, another another show. And then you just kind of expand yeah. it out. It It is a lot for the fact that right now the the emphasis is more on wrestling matches and not about a more and I don't even say holistic because it's just like looking at it from a fuller view of you know storytelling and character development and wrestling um now granted not to say that WWE is guilty of this too because they are very much sports entertainment they'll have three hours of raw and only have maybe 45 minutes of wrestling uh on it too so we know where their strengths and weaknesses are compared to what AEW's strengths and weaknesses are but when you have that much time on television there's only so much wrestling you can do and when you are having additional product or additional time on television you do have to do something that draws people into other people to the human element of you know, getting drawn to people's characters or personalities or stories, you know, they're, you know, why do I, why should I care about someone? You know, I could see them wrestle in a ring for 10 minutes, but what's really going to draw, and I think, again, it's the human element to them is who is this person? What is this, what are the story they're, they're telling? What is their struggles and successes? You know, why, why would people want to know more or, or tune in on a weekly basis to see, you know, certain people. And it's, it's, it's so, because you have to go into that. It's so interesting that you say that because most of the people who have done what you've said in AEW, in, in terms of getting into the human element, in terms of getting into the why behind the character and all that, have been people who have feuded with Chris Jericho. And mm-hmm. he, a feud with Chris Jericho kind of brings that out of people. Most of these people that feud with Chris Jericho go nowhere afterwards because I feel like Jericho says he wants to work with somebody and Tony Khan lets him do it. But then when he's done with that, they don't really have an idea or a plan for anybody. Action Andretti was on an undercard match on Ring of Honor most recently. And, And after having, you know, his career making win over Chris Jericho or whatever, Ricky Starks has now moved further down the card. Now, it wasn't a whole lot of place for him to move up, right? He'd already... Feuded with Powerhouse Hobbs. He had already worked the TV match with... He, like He went from NJF to Jericho when he should have gone from Jericho to MJF. Like They kind of went in a weird yeah. order with that. So there was really not a whole lot of places for Ricky Starks to go after the feud, unless you moved him over to feud with like you know Daniel Bryan Danielson in the Blackpool Combat Club or something like that. So I guess there were places you could have gone. But instead, you're using Ricky to try to make somebody else a bigger star, and, and maybe that... I don't know if Ricky's there yet because he literally was just made just recently. So it's just very interesting to me because you talked about that, but like they don't do that. Tony doesn't do that. Tony is, is a matchmaker. Tony is not a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Some of the talent are good storytellers and they bring that out and Chris Jericho's their best at it. But overall, and MJF is good when it involves MJF, but he's not a good storyteller for anybody that's not MJF, nor should he be at this stage in his career. He, he's, he's, 
you know, just barely doing it for MJF and, and he's beyond what he should be able to do for his age just for MJF. So it's, I don't know what else people can really expect, but outside of Chris Jericho, there's not a whole lot of what you said. There's not a whole lot of why behind anything right now. You, know, you look at Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes had no depth to his character in WWE until after he lost to Roman Reigns. This Brock Lesnar feud, like, this past Monday on Raw that I watched earlier today while I was at work, that's the best Cody I've seen in WWE yet. And, mm-hmm. and and it's literally, like, this feud with Brock, this losing to Roman, feuding with Brock, has literally been the best thing for him. And, and he is going to be a long-term, bigger, successful star in WWE because of all of this. And, and when he is world champion, he will be a better world champion because of all of this. And I'm not saying if, I'm saying when, because it will happen. You don't get any of that in, in AEW, and that's why people appear and disappear. Remember when Acclaim stood, remember when AEW meant Acclaimed every Wednesday? Where are they now? Like, yeah. it's, it's, and they were the hottest act in the company for so long. And after they lost to, to, to the ass boys who have now since lost to FTR acclaims doing what? Nothing. I think they may have been on, on, I think they might have some lower card feud now. I can't even remember, but they're, they're not, it's not acclaimed every Wednesday anymore. So you bring up a good observation about their storytelling or just how certain feuds um, have really high peaks, like they'll get to a really big moment and then, you know, maybe have a good match or end in a good match and then like, well, dramatically, you know, um, take a, a turn down. Like, I think transition from one story to another is still a challenge for them. And even capitalizing on big moments and keeping momentum is a challenge. And that's why I think in some ways, being able to confine stories to just one show is maybe helpful. So that way, and like the one that that comes to mind, and we saw this in person, is the whole feud between Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus the Outcasts. Like literally, it is the same thing every week. They have a match. One of them has a match with someone. Someone from the opposing team comes out. They brawl or they chase each other out, and they will literally do the same thing on Dynamite and on Rampage, and they'll do it again, and they'll just switch things up. And so it's repetitive and you really don't get anywhere and you really don't advance the story. And I think if you were to just to keep a story on one show kind of forces you to have to tell that in different ways without having to rely on the same thing or doing the same thing on two different shows thinking, oh, maybe they didn't see what happened on Dynamite. So let's just do it again with roles reversed on on Rampage. It's a very good point. It, it really is because the, we, we saw that ourselves when we went to Dynamite and Rampage. That was literally the one story that carried over from, from one show to the next. 
And it is just a different... It's basically what people complain about with WWE, just the same... Just keep on mixing up the same people in the same matches and mix them up and, and do it over and over again. So, yeah, you would. And, and it's, a, it's a lack of creativity. AEW is not a creative masterpiece whatsoever. They just make up for it in, in the outlandish matches that the, that fan base wants to see. They, they can get away with it because of who they're marketing towards. Yeah. Um, so I do think the third show, if done properly, meaning that they do, you know, keep... Basically, if you had a hard and fast rule that a wrestler can only appear on one of the three shows every week. It's going to make you stronger creatively. It's yeah. going to make your stories, however deep or shallow or whatever they are, it's going to make them better because you're not going to overdo anything simply by mm-hmm. following that one rule. This can be successful, Miranda, if they just follow that one rule. It's all they have to do is follow the one rule of nobody can appear more than once per week. It will be a better product because of it. If they do nothing else and just implement that one rule, it will be better. Yeah. And to your point, what you could do, you know, even if they do have that rule and it's more of an unknown. So it is a thing of like, if you don't announce sometimes what shows people are going to be on, you could that could be the surprise element that keeps you enthralled you know or if you do announce it and you're like this is the only shot i get to see them this week i i do think that parameters whether they be official or unofficial could be helpful you know i understand rules are meant to be broken and rules could be restrictive but sometimes rules or a structure can help you know Mm -hmm. uh, somebody organization anybody grow Absolutely. Yeah. It, they don't have to do a split where you have a Raw and a SmackDown per se. In fact, I would probably advise against it, to be fully honest with you. Yeah. And and not want them to do it that Because way. we literally, I mean, especially we, we've seen some of the highs and lows of the brand split. And truly when it was two brands, you know, competing against each other, that was pretty cool. But you also don't need a lot of that internal conflict i mean we already know there's two already have it. Yeah. aw you know whether you decide to capitalize on it or not hey you know that that's on that's on you but in general like aw is to me feels like a more cohesive company and i do know that's overall the what they're trying to um you know to to let the public know that they are a cohesive company um so I don't think a, like a brand versus brand or having distinct brands like that is is necessary either. But I do think ways of maybe limiting people or just, um, you know, maybe honing storylines into one show. And like you said, a week. It doesn't have to mean forever, but maybe one week, you know, this person's on this show, the next they're on the next show, and then you flip or, you know, you kind of combine it. But also that sense of maybe not necessarily having it so structured – or not structured, so static gives people, you know, the opportunity to see trial and error, to allow things to 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 see if they work or not, and but also not being stuck in something that you know limits them. But I, because it's still all over the place, or there's just really a lot of the elements of storytelling that just don't click. Um, maybe trying to, you know. It's an interesting way of saying to scale back when you're adding more. Right. But yeah, I think in right. some ways simplifying some of it when you do have, you know, multiple shows could be the best way to help hone in on the storytelling. They also run they, – they run one really major risk 
that needs to be considered and dealt with that I don't know if they can. When they first ever had Elevation, it was actually supposed to be a better show than Dark, a more important show than Dark and and have. And it eventually just became another Dark filmed in an arena versus Dark filmed at Universal Studios. That's what it became. Um, They really run the risk of doing that to Rampage with all of this. Rampage yes. is already not a good show. Overall. Well, and that's a, that's again AEW's thing where it's the bright and shiny toy of the moment. They do that with wrestlers. They do that with shows. They do that a lot where they're very high on this big announcement, this big surprise, this big new thing, and it's cool for a few weeks, and then nobody gives a shit about it, and it just falls right. to the wayside. And there's only so many times you could do that when eventually you're just going to have literally a pile of fucking toys around laying on the floor. And that's and, and they do that now. And, and even with what shows up on Dark now, it, it, it can happen. Um, so I really, yeah, there, I think there's good reason to be concerned about what happens and what they do with Rampage in all of this. And that's something that needs to be considered because... It already feels like an afterthought, and now, like, does Dynamite become more of an afterthought because they have so much push towards Collision on Saturday night? Because maybe Saturday is a better night for them than than Wednesday. I don't know. I doubt it in this day and age, but who knows? But that gives even less of a focus because you're, you're doing, you know, probably going to do Dynamite on Wednesday, and then probably film Rampage and Collision on Friday. Or maybe you're doing Dynamite and Rampage on on Wednesday and then just Collision on Friday. I don't know. It, it could really be a weird schedule as well. Um, so that's something they have to they have to consider and, and figure out too is is how the, the schedule will work. But you really run the risk of making Rampage even further plummet into the abyss of importance. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will see what happens. It will be very interesting uh, to see how this story develops. Um, if and when they do announce uh, the Saturday show, what this means for their other weekly shows, as well as just the roster in general, make sure you stay tuned to the hashtag Miranda show because you know we're going to be talking about it in the future. Speaking of the future, don't forget to go to IZW Presents Evil Lives featuring Monster this Saturday, April 22nd at the new Grand Avenue Pizza Company in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, Tickets are available at IZWWrestling.com. And, of course, you can follow IZW on social media at IZWWrestlingEZ. There you will see the links that you need to access in order to order your tickets. You can also get them in person at 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles in Phoenix as well. When you go there, go ahead and pick up your very own IZW t-shirt as well as monster shirts that are available. But hey, if you want to get something a little bit more customized, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot where you're going to find more IZW t-shirt designs as well as t-shirt designs for the chair like the Everybody Hates Greg shirt and the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt. You can get your t-shirts there. And it, while you're at it, go ahead and follow us on social media. Me, Miranda Morales. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. 
and hashtag spelled out. You can follow Greg at Greg DeMarco 44 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can also follow the chair shot at chair shot media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Trying to think of everything else that I'm trying to remember. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Yes, of course. The hashtag Miranda shows a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And don't forget, of course, to support your local wrestling independent promotion, independent wrestling promotion. Just like I said, you can go get your tickets for IZW uh, Evil Lives featuring Monster. If you're not in the area, of course, you can order a T-shirt. But other things you can do is just follow on social media, share a post, tell your friends. Uh, you know, follow wrestlers on social media as well. There's plenty of ways that you could support your local independent wrestling promotions without buying a ticket or without being there. Um, you can definitely, uh, you know, share posts, buy merchandise, all these things. Um, and that way you're supporting the stars of tomorrow and of yesteryear and everybody in between. And that's it. I'm all out of plugs. I'm, I'm all out of a voice at this point. So we're going to, put a lid on it for this week but we will be back next week we're going to be doing the infamous izw recap we're going to be going through all of the details the moments the highlights everything that's ha- that happens um at evil lives featuring monsters so you absolutely want to make sure you st- you stay tuned to next week's episode of the hashtag miranda show so For Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much for listening. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly. An AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.